0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Monday, December 12th, and I'm Joey Pizzolatto, joined by Amanda Harris and Riley Wolfbauer. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending December 6th, 2022. In general news, the Federal Communications Commission made clear that ringless voicemail messages are considered a call and are subject to the Telephone Consumer Protection Act, potentially opening the door for future litigation and prompting lenders to review their consent processes. The FCC's recent ruling denied a petition by a distributor of direct voicemail messages technology that argued that the messages, which are delivered without calling the Consumers' telephone number, but instead via direct communication between the technology provider and the phone carrier, were not subject to TCPA reg- regulations. In auto finance, the average amount financed on new vehicle purchases climbed to a record high in the third quarter as loan terms lengthen and monthly payments continue to grow. Consumers buying a new car financed on average. in Q3, an increase of 3.4% sequentially and 10.4% year-over-year, according to Experian. Average loan payments reached $700, compared with $618 a year ago, while the average loan term grew by less than one month to an average of 69.7 months. Average interest rate was 5.16% on new car loans in Q3, up 177 basis points year-over-year. Meanwhile, used vehicle values declined 14.2% year-over-year in November, marking the third consecutive month of year-over-year decreases as values continue to normalize while used retail sales slow and consumer confidence dips. The Manhattan Used Vehicle Value Index fell 0.3 percent month over month to 199.4 in November, marking the first time since August 2021 that the index came in below 200. November marks the sixth straight sequential decline in the sequential decline, excuse me, in the index, which is down 15.6 percent compared to a peak of 236.3 in January. Last week. The auto finance news team also continued its coverage of carvana as the re- retailer hired a financial advisor and the company's major creditors signed a truce to prevent fighting amid a potential restructuring riley you looked into carvana's website traffic what trends are we seeing there
1: yeah so carvana for the month of november they had 15.6 million uh visits to their website and that's not unique visitors it's like that also includes multiple visits so, anytime anybody visited the site in the month of November. Um, so, as I said, they were at 15 point civic, 15.6 million site visits in November, which is a 16.9% decrease compared with October. And that followed a 4.5% sequential decline from September to October as well. So, over the past couple months, um, Carvana has been seeing a decline in website visits but they are not um, alone in that decrease. Um, Carvana's competitors, cars.com, CarGurus, and Vroom also experienced declines in November. Um, Vroom recorded the largest month-over-month decrease in visitors at 21.4%, but they totaled 1.51 million visitors. Uh, as I said, cars.com and cars go- and car gurus also saw sequential declines at 8.4% and 3.5%, respectively. So it's really across the industry that um, we're seeing a decline in consumer demand and decline in consumer visits to these retailer websites. Um, the only shift technologies, however, they were against this trend and they actually saw a 97 increase in visitors in November from October. Um, This all comes as consumer confidence is beginning to decline. Um, According to the consumer confidence index, uh, consumer confidence declined 2.2% month over month in November due to uh, consumers bearish outlook on the labor market and income. So It shouldn't come as a surprise that as demand is declining, that we're seeing a decrease in consumers looking up uh, opportunities to purchase a car.
0: Right, right. Carana has also seen a spike in consumer complaints. On that note, uh, with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, Uh, tell us about that, Amanda.
2: Sure. Um, You know, so objectively, Carana has not received you know a ton of complaints. They've received about 361 dating back to 2011, so they haven't received, you no know, thousands of consumer complaints or anything like that, but I think what's important to note is almost half, so about 47, um, I think it's like 40-something percent of those complaints have been received within the past year, so really it's been in the last year or so that the number of complaints filed with the CFPB against Carvana have really just skyrocketed, so for, the, for most of those to come in within the past year, I definitely think it's important to note and kind of look at what might be driving some of those complaints. Um, obviously, they've had quite a bit of registration and titling problems. They actually have landed into a class action lawsuit um, related to those issues. So that is obviously one of the things that are driving some of these complaints. There were specific complaints that mentioned exactly that, that they had issues getting the title at the end of the purchase. Things like that definitely stood out. Um, Other issues within the complaints were, you know, billing or credit approval issues. Of course, fraudulent activity was always reported. And then just some misleading in advertising or marketing, uh, at least in the view of the consumer providing the complaint. Um, So definitely seen an uptick recently, even within the past three months. There's been quite a few complaints related to vehicle loans and leases specifically. Again, the registration and titling came up quite a bit. Um, about, there were about 44 complaints filed just in the past three months. So you think about 360 total from 11, and then 44 of those are from the past three months. So there's definitely clearly been more consumers complaining against Carvana and more of like an uptick in people honing in on some of these issues. Um, and we know that the CFUB is looking at this as well and that there's been multiple, you know, lawsuits and things like that looking at some of these problems that Carvana has been having. So we'll have to kind of see how these kind of complaints are maybe translated into potential action from the CFPB. Sometimes complaints do warrant an investigation from regulators. We've seen that happen in the past. Um, so, it really just kind of depends on what they choose to to do with this. We know they are looking into that registration issue. So, whether they're looking into some of these other things that are prompting complaints, which um, is another kind of Thing to look at right now with Carvana, you know, they've they've been having quite a few problems with profitability. They're talking about debt restructuring. They're kind of struggling on, you know, the vehicle side, inventory side. You know, they um, acquired Odessa, and then they had a bunch of debt problems after that. So it's just kind of another thing that is something to look to look into with Carvana and kind of monitor closely to see if maybe the complaints continue going up and maybe if they spur any further you know action from consumers from lawsuits or from regulatory agencies against the retailers so just kind of have to see
0: right right and perhaps the the biggest question mark last week was in regards to Ally Financial's residual exposure to Carvana Um, As a reminder, Ally Financial provides $5 billion in forward flow capacity and $2.2 billion floor plan line to Carvana. Um, Ally Financial remains optimistic on its partnership with Carvana. Chief Executive Jeffrey Brown downplayed the auto lender's risk exposure to Carvana's ongoing financial woes that you mentioned, Amanda, um, at Goldman Sachs 2022 U.S. Financial Services Conference last week noting that the lender is in quote daily and weekly talks with Carvana chief executive Ernie Garcia and his team. Uh, Brown noted that Ally's exposure is limited to the loans it buys from the retailer, which are performing well. Um, Its floor plan line is also secured by the vehicles themselves, limiting the lender's risk exposure. Ally does not lend against any of Carvana's real estate, which could likely be one of the first assets to go in a restructuring. Um, Analysts at BMP Paribas said that they didn't see any reason Ally would back away from the partnership given the performance and the profitability of those loans that Carvana sends it. Still, Carvana is having trouble entering the asset-backed securities market. It hasn't executed a non-prime transaction since March, and year-to-date ABS volume is down 55% from its year-end volume in 2021. That about does it for today's episode. Thanks for joining us on the roadmap, and be sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. And we will see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.